All men are created equal, but they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Fight, liberty, and the If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Make America great again. The Big Mig. Welcome back to The Big Mig Show. I am your host, Lance Miliacho. Of course, my hardworking and somewhat uh, frustrated co-host, Wirecast, did a little upgrade. And of course, they sent us into a glitch spin. We apologize for starting the show late. You know, that's not our style. George is over here running and gunning. So you guys will have to work with us. He's still doing the rest of it. G. Ballantine, you okay, bro? Yeah, I'm not in a good mood, Lance. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You love, those, you love those software updates, don't you, bro? I don't know what it is. I yeah. just don't know. Well, that's okay. Know. You were able to work your way through it. You're getting better and better at what you do, and I always appreciate the extra work you get in. Thanks. So listen, guys, as you know, at the Big Mig Show, it's tip of the spear. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. And, you know, that's what we plan to do on this show each and every time you log in. You never want to miss an episode, so you want to subscribe. You want to hit that like button. You want to hit the comment button. You want to get us into the feed on Rumble. That's what it's all about. And you know the plan here, right? We have to unify this country because it's a uniparty in Washington, D.C. Our plan is to educate you, bring you the right guests, just like we're doing tonight, bring you the receipts, bring you the proof, and the real evidence, not mainstream media lies, not scams, not, oh, they said this, or, oh, gosh, this is what's going on like we normally see in the press. We're going to give you the facts and then let you make your own decision because at the end of the day, it's a uniparty, and we have to unify this country. I don't care what your political beliefs are, but I'm going to fight for you and your political beliefs because that's what 1A is all about, and that's what the show is all about. I want to thank our sponsors, as usual, as always, Sea of Mud. Dot com patriotic apparel for the whole family don't forget to use all caps the big mig for 15 percent off right now and everything in the store they've got beanies they've got of course all kinds of stuff like this coffee cup that i'm going to reach around and give you a little lift on that boom uh you want to go over there great guy that owns the company and it's a great america first company also Beard Vet Coffee, you know that I'm drinking some right now. I love their Keurigs. 12-ounce bag for $12.99. That's a hell of a deal. Go look on the Internet. I don't know if anybody's even offering coffee that cheap. I still don't know how these guys do it. Of course, you can get a giant tumbler if you're tired of seeing that Stanley Cup woke BS going on with the pink Stanley Cups. By the way, I saw a terrible video saying that the Stanley Cups might have lead in the liners. Don't know. They're produced in China. It's frightening. If you want to grow your social media, verified organizations are probably the new path on X, ideaordie.com. We love these guys. We love the ownership. Go take a look at the team they are assembling. You're going to be blown away by the amount of people that are joining that have extremely large accounts. They're doing great networking behind the scenes. It is literally an amazing team. Yeah, but let me be clear. They don't approve of everybody. You have to put, fill out an application. They only take like-minded individuals and people that are planning on unifying the country. 
infighting isn't going to get us done, and divisional uh, rhetoric definitely isn't going to help this country. That's where we're at. And you know here it's God, country, and family. And don't forget to follow our assistant, Rich Esparza. By the way, Rich, we just got some nice compliments about you backstage, but don't let it go to your head, brother. Wait I don't minute, want to wait see a minute. He got nice compliments from who? I, I don't want to say. I'm not going to out him like that, but I'm just saying, Rich, don't get all big-headed now, okay? We don't want to hear any of that BS coming out of you. All right, so listen, you guys, if you didn't join our community on X, we just put in a new calendar of events. Got some big interviews coming up. I'm reading this book right now by J. Michael Waller. He's going to be on the show. Great book. I got to say, the guy did the research. He knows what he's talking about. With my background, sometimes I read books and I'm not happy. He's going to be on the show coming up. If you want to see the calendar, go over to the community on X. Join the community and you'll be able to look at the calendar and you'll see what's going on. It's actually in the post. Hi-Rez the Rapper, new album release on Friday. Boom, he's going to be on the show Monday. His first interview after the release, so we're excited about that. There is lots of good stuff going on. And now the ownership for injected, uh, un, 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 what is it, un, unjected, right, George? Unjected, is that right? Um, I think it's unjected.com. It's an unvaccinated, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, a site for dating. So oh. we're gonna have the ownership on there. Yeah, her. Is it unjected? Do I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, and George, hey, wait a minute. Now, George, no, no, uh, obviously, no. No, what, you owe me out you? Nope. George's like, wow, she's really attractive. Hold on, say that again, I'm what, throwing what that, did I say? I'm single and so i'm gonna put, yeah exactly single and ready to mingle that's his deal all right so look no. tonight's interview uh lieutenant colonel steve murray retired not necessarily did he retire when he wanted to but he's going to tell you about it maybe it was the right choice but it, i'm always sad when i connect with ex-military that i wish the word ex or retired wasn't with it these are the guys we still need in there that still would do the work that's necessary for our country. Um, George, you want to throw up the thumbnail real quick? Lance, hold on. You said you're sad? Yeah, it makes me sad. Oh. It actually okay. does. I get worried for the country because the real leadership. Yeah, thanks. I got, I got to have the peanut gallery input. But the truth is, that's how I think. You know, you, you have to have the right people and a woke military agenda like what we have right now, completely unacceptable. Uh, this, so let me give you some background. He's Chief Information Security Officer at a large medical company. He does all sorts of security initiatives, uh, obviously understanding infrastructure very well. He brings more than 25 years of uh, experience in enterprise-level information security and advanced network warfare. Prior to joining, uh, Steve was Chief Information Security Officer at SparkPost and TrueCar. I don't know SparkPost, but I know TrueCar very well. During his previous tenure, Steve was a Lieutenant Colonel in the United States Army commanding a Cyber Defense Battalion, which is a really interesting area that we're going to talk about. I'm going to have some questions for him that I know a lot of people are curious about when it comes to Fort Detrick and other locations. Uh, he's been providing offensive and defensive cyber operations for the United States Pacific Command and U.S. Army Pacific Forces, the National Security Agency, Army Computer Emergency Response Team, CERT, and Regional Army Computer Emergency Response Team, RCERT. So he was deployed to support Operation Enduring Freedom, Operation Iraqi Freedom, and numerous other cyber contingencies across the globe. Uh, and let me point out, Steve has a very successful, by the amount of views he's getting on Rumble, 
kind of mind-blowing. He's also on podcasts and gets an credi- incredible amount of download. And I think it's interesting. When you go over there, you're going to find that he brings in a lot of people that you may not find in other locations if you want to hear what they have to say. Real insiders, people that know what they're talking about, ex-military and other agency departments. Uh, I'm going to let him talk about that, though. So he's publishing a weekly situation report in a roundtable discussion, and that's the roundtable I was just talking about. That's on Rumble, and he's talking about the information war being waged across the planet. And I have to say, I'm really interested for what his specifics are on the warfare that's being used against the American people. We've seen that agencies are involved. We've seen that governments are involved. We know that from the Twitter files. So look, I've obviously am talking a bunch. We've got some amazing talking points to come over. George, you want to bring our guest in? Yeah, Lance, but you forgot one thing. He's like one of us. He's funny, sarcastic, very intelligent. Yeah, he's, he's definitely he's yeah, yeah he's he's uh, he's definitely fits right into the big main crew. Sarcasm and humor. He's uh, I, I, I can see with when when he's when he's backstage with us. I saw him chop a couple of uh, shots. I'm sure he's got a few up his sleeve. George, you better be on your toes, buddy. You better he did be on your toes. Take a couple shots at me though, so I'm ready. You know, I got it. <laughs> I got I got. Listen, hold on, hold on. Let me just let me just listen. Welcome to the Big Big Show, Lieutenant Colonel. Steve Murray, how are you, sir? I am living the dream, man. Yeah, yeah, as are we all. But you are fighting the good fight, and that is what really matters. I know you believe in God, country, family, obviously had a stellar career in the military. Uh, I hate to see guys like you. It does make me sad when I see people that I think are competent and the people that are needed. We've had quite a few of them on this show. And when, when I realize what is happening to our country, it makes me very concerned. Uh, Steve, give us a little bit, you know, not everybody decides to do what you did, which is to go right into uh, doing a show and getting the word out. What kind of, what kind? I don't want to say weaponized you, but what made you do that? Was it experience in the military? What made you decide to get behind a microphone, get behind a camera? How did that all start? That's a good question. Actually, it was a couple of friends of mine that asked me, when COVID started, I started getting emails from guys that were still in the system, friends of mine that were um, outside the system and literally asking me, hey, is this stuff real? Is what are we hearing? And that's how it started. I started doing like 30 minute um, recordings that I was putting on Instagram. And of course I got banned off of Instagram. Then I got banned mm-hmm. off YouTube and you know the story there. I ended up on Telegram. Um, through a friend of mine and literally one night I was doing a live feed and just answering questions. And then a couple extra uh, ex-military guys showed up. Next thing I know, I've got a team around me and I've got admins for my Telegram channel. And then um, they were urging me to go on to Rumble. And I mm-hmm. started doing Rumble um, situation reports and just talking about current events related to the information war. because I. I can tell you this, I did information warfare for almost 15 years, and I have never seen the level of gaslighting, misinformation, disinformation in my lifetime. And it's planetary, it's not just here. And it just metastasized out of that. And because of that, um, I literally, it became an obligation. And I originally did it just just to wake people up and say, hey, what you're seeing is is theater, that that none of this is real. Start with the premise that everything's BS and work your way back and look at where I am now. 
I mean, I, I never, I never would have fathomed that I was doing a, a weekly show with a bunch of lieutenant colonels, and uh, you know, an author that has published what ten books, and I've, I've interacted with guys like Michael Yon. I talk to him literally daily. You talk to him too. The yeah, Michael's machine. great. We love Michael Yon on this show. Uh, you know, also uh, Ben Berkwam, Oscar L. Blue, and a couple of things. I don't know if we're having a little bit of a glitch with Steve's green screen. You notice that? I, I look like a talking head. That's awesome. Yeah, you, yeah I noticed that. You're kind of floating. It kind of gives you kind of an ethereal, godlike vision there, Steve. I don't, I don't know if awesome. you intended for that to happen, but you I don't know what's going on. Should, should I turn off my background? Maybe this, go off the green screen because it seems like it's sending a signal because well, we've got a different green screen up than your actual one. I don't see nothing wrong with it. Okay. Yeah, it's weird, George. It's actually strange on his end. Yeah, there you go. I think we're better off with that. Anyway, Steve, it's an interesting concept. Obviously, the people in America are extremely concerned about what's going on politically, what's going on globally. I mean, we're in three wars looking like, and I don't want to say three wars, we're financing three wars. I don't know that we're in three wars yet, but we're in there politically. Uh, and we're maybe on to a fourth one with Iran. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Yemen. Obviously, uh, Israel and Palestine, that's complicated. And we continue to fund a losing proposition and a corrupt proposition, Ukraine, which I'm not very happy about. So... I think what you're doing is amazing, and I'm gonna tell you why. I think that one of the things that people are always looking for, because you know we know that there was different operations, Q and otherwise, that have been going on, and people have looked for those to hope, because a lot of people are extremely concerned. Did you realize that the show you're doing would give people, because I see a lot of hope in the comments and everything else on your show. I went in and kind of stalked a bunch of your comments on different things, and I thought the response was interesting. A lot of people really appreciated the information you provided. Well, um, so that's a double-edged sword, right? Because I've seen so much of this, and, and what's interesting about Rumble is you get both sides, both sides of the fence. You get good comments, you get bad comments, but I think what people appreciate is that I'm unapologetically raw about things and I talk to the problem versus talking around it. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason why we got here and part of the reason why we have such a, you know, a, a hard time uniting in this country is that it's been 25 years of us being programmed to get along, to go along. It's in everything you see. And I talk right to the problem. I don't mix words. I mean, if you watch any of my posts on, on Twitter, I, I literally hammer people on Twitter, especially liberals and some of the rest. So if you're stalking me on social media, you're not going to get G-rated. I don't operate that way. And I don't operate that way unapologetically because we're we're in a place now where we're, we're literally at the event horizon for something big to happen. Everybody knows it, everyone. And they don't want to, they don't want to admit it but they know it. And you know, what's funny is since, since I started doing this, man, and you probably can attest to this, some weird things have happened to me. Like I was in a store a couple months ago, eh, it's probably been six months. And this gal was following me around the store and I stopped, I go, what? And she looked at me and goes, are you Colonel Murray? I go, yeah. She, and she goes, and I, at first I said, who's asking? She goes, well, I, I listen to your sit reps. Can I pray with you? So there I am in the store with this gal and she's praying with, because she listens to my stuff which, you know, that kind of stuff happens all the time. And what's what we try to do 
uh, especially at the roundtables, because the roundtable is an open discussion around exactly what's going on, and we approach it from all the military perspectives. So you have me, the information guy. You've got a division-level planner who is combat arms. You've got an intel. Um, both both these guys are intel. You've got somebody's intel that's still in the system. You've got former Navy SEAL, Matt Bracken. Then you've got, uh, he goes by Trooper on the show, but he's- I saw uh, that. He's an emergency analyst. He's a threat analyst, and he does. He's the guy's an expert in emergency operations. Absolute expert, and he's an expert at threat. And a year ago, he called what's going on in Panama. He called it to the day of when it was going to happen, and literally said that we've lost control of Panama. We've lost control of the canal. We're not going to get it back. They're going to expand the roads. They're going to expand the throughput there, and that's exactly what they're doing. And Michael Yon is, is literally publishing that as it's happening. So yeah. we've tried to address all of these things, and we focused most of our content over the last year on just preparedness. How do you get prepared? What should you be considering? What things are important? What things aren't important? And you can see I'm, I'm in the gun business, so you know we we try and focus on on things that people can use because, you know, the question. <laughs> question we get the most is how much stuff do I need to order from Amazon so I can sit back and watch Netflix while this is happening? That's literally what we get all the time. So that's a strange question. You know, hope for the best, expect the worst. At the end of the day, preparedness, obviously, uh, when luck and preparation, uh, you know, meet, right? Opportunity. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. So yeah. Seneca 5BC talked about what it takes, that it's never really luck, right? It's success it comes from preparation. And the truth of the matter is the more prepared you are. I don't know that thinking you're gonna sit it out watching Netflix, because at the end of the day, there are lots of people across the country. We know that there's probably 350, at least that many million legal guns. That doesn't include uh, ghost guns or illegal guns that are on the street. Somewhere in the neighborhood of between four and five trillion rounds of ammunition. People are not happy with what's going on. And I think you said something really interesting backstage. I think for the listeners, they need to realize this. We are seeing a lot of people on the left wake up. The people on the right have been aware of a lot of the corruption for a long time. Now, they've taken that 1963 or four term that the CIA coined after the JFK assassination, conspiracy theorist, and they've been using that. But the truth of the matter is it's, it's getting less and less uh, credibility when that statement's used because over and over again, it seems like the predictions are coming true. The Russian collusion hoax, the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, Hillary Clinton and the truth about her emails, uh, you know, the Wiener laptop and a lot of the other information that we're seeing this go on and on and on. People like Craig Sawman Sawyer appear to be proving over and over again that child trafficking is actually a real thing. It isn't something somebody invented on the dark web. Uh, so I guess my th my question is, when do you, you do you believe we've hit an apex yet or do you still think we're heading to the apex well, there's two parts to that. So let me talk, let me back up a little bit and talk about, because you're circling around it, what what you've seen and what we're seeing the shift in is the cultural, the cultural narrative has shifted to alt media. So we're, we're no longer at the, at the mercy of mainstream media. In fact, most people distrust mainstream media to the point where they don't even listen to it anymore. And that shifted about a year ago. 
and what you've seen that the apparatus do. Because look, we're fighting a machine. This is not a group of people, a small group of people, a large group. This is a machine. It's a machine that's been set up all the way back in the 30s. After, if you go back to War of the Worlds, when H.G. Wells did War of the Worlds, every intelligence agency on the planet took note of that because they realized the fear and fear-based manipulation of the population was the easiest and most effective thing they could do from an information standpoint. So if you go back through our history, what do you see? There's always another boogeyman to keep the public in fear of something else. About a year and a half ago after, I'm just gonna say after November 8th of 2022, the public consciousness shifted away from mainstream. And they have been trying, the elite have been trying to get that narrative back ever since. That's the first shift you saw. The second shift that we're coming up on is none of their narratives that they've used for generations are working any, any they just don't work, right? And mm -hmm. if you've read, uh, you know, Flynn talks about the 5G warfare. Of course. The one thing that book leaves out is the cultural narrative. It's one thing to have the information narrative and control the social narrative. But when you talk about culture, the entire culture of our planet has shifted away from this um, slave-based labor system. And you're seeing, right, especially right now in Europe, you're seeing none of those equations work because the public has realized that the people that are running the show that are behind the scenes do not have their best interest or the best interests of anyone else in mind. And now they're starting to rebel. And that's, that's when I say this is part two. We're heading towards the event horizon of some desperate measure that the elite are going to do because they're out of options. And if you look at their narratives over the last two years, there's nothing new, right? That I, I think the, the most favorite uh, quote that I've heard, and I can't remember who said it, it was Joe Rogan or if it was um, Flynn was the, the time and the cycle between a conspiracy theory coming out and it being proven true went from six months to two weeks to now several hours. And mm -hmm. that's because of the power of alt media, but more importantly, it's because of the adoption of alt media, which mm -hmm. is why there this Kabuki theater is going on in DC right now around, you know, Facebook and child trafficking. They're trying to do away with Section 230 so that they can abdicate and they can literally delegate censorship to to the big companies. Because look, legacy social media is dying just like mainstream media because people have figured out that the intelligence agencies are heavily involved in Facebook, Instagram, and all of those platforms. Now, the jury's still out on X because, and, I, and my audience will tell you, I don't trust Elon Musk at all. He, he, has, he has a lot of good PR people, but he's trying to make WeChat out of X. And if you look at WeChat in China, it's X that's been monetized, mm -hmm. it's been turned into an all, all source platform. Mm -hmm. They wanna do that here, but they don't have the the, the support from the public. And the, the public is saying more and more, no, we're not buying into that, which is why the COVID narrative died back in August. And if you look back, Alex Jones, and look, I'm not an Alex Jones fan, never was, <laughs> but I will say one thing. The guy has, he's either, he's either an information node, or he's a disinformation node, however you look at it. But he came out and said, hey, DHS, TSA, they're gearing up for the mask man, the mask mandates to come back. And guess what? Spread like wildfire across social media and alt media. And guess what happened? 
totally diffused it. They couldn't go down the road with it. Nobody was signing up for it. What do you think is happening right now? They dropped the whole, we're going to do a draft. And of course, the entire Gen Z went crazy and said, yeah. I'm not signing up for your war. But that's yeah. the power of the cultural narrative. And that's why they need the cultural narrative to steer the public into doing what they want. And one of the things that most people don't pay attention to is they always try to wrap you up emotionally so that they can manipulate you. If they get you emotional and, and they get you to have an emotional response, look at George Floyd. That 15 second video soundbite literally galvanized millions of people into action and there was no context whatsoever. That is, That was probably one of the most highly effective information operations I've ever seen. And where they destroyed it is when they did the, the funeral with the gold casket and the songs and all the virtue signaling. When you do information and you're doing influencing operations, it takes an inordinate amount of time. And you have to plan the steps all along and you have to feed new talking points and new, for lack of a better word, BS into your influencing operations so the public stays interested. And there has to be some level of emotions that's involved in it to keep people interested in whatever you're trying to sell. And they have they have slowly but surely destroyed their credibility so no one gets emotionally attached to those stories anymore. But yep. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it, the, you know, uh, it's it, it, the condition response, the Pavlov's dog that they used to get out of people. That's changed dramatically. People are skeptical right out of the gate. Uh, but, you know, they, they did such an amazing job for so long. There's so many people that are still so very brainwashed. I always talk about the mental health crisis in the United States. But it's interesting how you see the financial institutions through DEI and otherwise still trying to control the narrative, still trying to, you know, push the LGBTQT, you know, 3-75, whatever the hell they're calling it now. They're always adding one more pronoun, one more letter or one more number to that list. At the end of the day, it's complicated because they still are running these operations. To me, things like uh, TikTok are extremely dangerous because they're trying to brainwash our children, right? At the end of the day, you know, the big challenge on TikTok here in the United States, you know, will you lick a toilet on camera? Crazy stuff, not necessary, but when you look at TikTok from China, it's, it's uh, you know, math competitions, it's uh, athletic competitions, it's uh, sophisticated. I saw a TikTok the other day where there was uh, kids that might have been 11 and 12 years old, they were using a weapon that was equipped with a um, smartphone, and they were in a mall running scenarios. And these are 10 and 11 year old kids they're training, where our kids are, are you know, their, their idea of a successful TikTok is going into Home Depot and dancing around and booty shaking. Those kind of psyops are dangerous, right? Because at the end of the day, they're grassroots. When you start looking at grassroots operations, and, and you look at the creativeness, right? I always tell people the best lies are the lies that are intertwined with a certain amount of truth. You use the truth to make the rest of the story seem credible. We saw that with the dirty 51 plus eight Russian collusion hoax. It was, it was an operation that they planned. They created the narrative and then they disseminated it. You know, they did it within Congress and within the halls of Congress with our political officials. Then they moved out to mainstream media, right? And then, they, by the way, that's Bella the show cat. She independently just shows up. <laughs> <laughs> the accidental cat, Bella, once in a while just decides she's going to come into the show. Our listeners and subscribers used to it. Um, anyway, so uh, so you get the, you get them, they start their mainstream, and then they've got their paid 
network of democratic organized shills. I don't know if they're all Democrat, but you look at the organizations, NGOs, super PACs, private agencies that are funded by the Democrats. They, they've got big sets of influencers on TikTok. We see it on X. The Krasensteins, Brooklyn Dad, JoJo from Jers, uh, you know, Harry Sisson, Chris Mowry, all those people are paid influencers. They've all been to the White House. They've been to the Situation Room. My understanding is they've got back channels. So we're still dealing with that, right? That's one thing that what I would call the people on the right, the people, and I don't mean the right, like conservatives, I mean the people that really want a strong country. I don't care whether they're left or right, the people that care about their children, care about families. My concern is they're still doing a very good job because I'll see a story come out about Donald Trump or whatever the heck their next lie is about somebody else, and it will move so quickly. You'll see it Washington Post, Daily Beast, New York Post, whatever, and then boom, here it is on social media within you know minutes of when it's posted. It's like I, and I always wonder who's planning those operations. How are they fomenting this this plan of of you know d diversion, right? Because they want to they want to do the it's David Copperfield. It's my, 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 and I always look at the money, right? Is it yeah. the Alexander Soros and George Soros's? I talk many times on this show that the mistake our presidents, in, in the case of Trump, I think he surrounded himself with some people that I right away, I, didn't, I wasn't comfortable with Bill Barr and I wasn't comfortable with Mike Pence. There were many people around him that made me uncomfortable immediately, right? Pompeo, I wasn't comfortable with him. Take the My personalities out of it for a second. What you're seeing on a, let's, 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 we need to bring it up to a bigger level because yeah. all of these things are tied together. This, there's not one line of operation. You're describing multiple lines of operation that are going on simultaneously. They're being run by the intelligence agencies and the TikTok narratives, those are being run by both AI, paid influencers, but all of that is coming out of China. Look at the division across the generations within just our, just our borders, right? You've got the over 50, over 60 crowd that's still glued to MSNBC, MSDNC, the Communist News Network, et cetera, et cetera, still watching TV. You have the 30s to 40s that are, they're on social media, they're still on Facebook, they're still, they're still getting their information from a variety of platforms. Then you have the younger generations, which are fickle. They're going to TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram. Their whole life is around watching TikTok videos. And... All of that's been programmed into the system. So all those lines of operation are all concurrently happening at the same time. It's, there's, no there's no coincidence or randomness to any of these. These are all information operations that are being run for one reason, one reason only, to divide people into buckets. You're either gay, you're straight, you're trans, you're, you know, you're, uh, what do you call it? Pansexual, whatever your orientation yeah. <laughs> is, you know. It's hard to keep I mean, up with it, Steve. It's hard to keep up. Every, every week there's a new term. I can't even keep up with it anymore. I, right. you know, I'm better off to just be sarcastic than try to learn any of it because I'll be damned if I'm even going to buy into that rhetoric. Well, none of us will, right? But the point of it is they want to divide us into buckets, right? Yeah. You, the one book that I recommend people read <laughs> is called Pawns in the Game. It's by William Carr. Go read the book. It describes all of this. This... This script has been played out across this planet for generations over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. What we're seeing right now is very reminiscent of the Roman Empire, right? You've got this group of elites that are completely divorced from reality. They're divorced from the population they're supposed to be serving. They're not even, they're not even cognizant of what's really going on in the world, right? Then you've got the intelligence services and the oligarchs that are somewhat working in these loose coalition 
but really it's nation states like China that have been heavily infiltrating all of our institutions and destroying our institutions from within. This is a bigger, bigger information operation than just one or two people. This is lines of operation that across every demographic, every social stereotype, every region and every town down to the town level. And it's being coordinated with AI. It's being pushed through all these different mediums. None of this is being done by an individual. It's being done by multiple AIs. And look, the one thing people don't realize, and I can say this from being in the system and seeing things that would never make the light of day 30 years ago. They imagine the coolest technology in the world and your arch enemy is using it against you right now and you don't even realize it. The AI that we're up against is so sophisticated that it's been trained by people that are not only hate America, but people that hate human <clears throat> beings. That's why we're seeing all of these disparate messages. And here's, here's where the rubber meets the road. Go out to Netflix, go out to Amazon, and look at how many dark Luciferian titles there are just in Netflix. And 100%. look at how many zombie apocalypse, how many, how many vaccine. Every time they come out with a new information campaign, there's five or six movies that are published, boom, right away to support that narrative. And people don't realize the correlation. You're inundated with it, everything you see, it's in your reading material, it's in your social media feeds, it's in your whatever you watch on TV. It's laced into every single scene within every single show or movie. Like. The Rookie is a perfect example of the whole DEI, social cultural narrative that they've been pushing for the last six years. One of which is, you know, they want to have non-police do police work like domestic calls. They want to have police do just police work and they want to have social, um, you know, social workers do a lot of the, the homeless and some of those engagements, right? None of that's going to work. That's where the whole defund police thing came in, right? It's not supposed to. It's, it's all designed so that they slowly and methodically take police officers off the street, replace them with people that are not loyal to that community or to the Constitution. It's a bigger play, but it's all being coordinated through AI. And people don't realize how sophisticated that is, right? And yeah, absolutely. I think you've nailed a lot of it. And, and that's the whole thing, right? When you have this many things going on, you have to streamline it. George, I know that you're going to be on me to take a break. Did you want to comment before we go to the break? I can see you. I can see the break look on your face. It's coming through, bro. No, nah, we'll go to we'll go to commercial. We'll comment when we get back because I'm just fixing a couple things still. Okay, you got it. I know you're working through some technical stuff. Yeah. So we're going to take a break right now. Don't you guys go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Chinese long plan for U.S. and Taiwan, <laughs> economic co collapse, preparedness, and we're definitely going to go back to the AI topic because that's something I want to ask Steve about. All right, see you in a few. Don't go nowhere. decide what site you visit, and they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. 99% of the web will be off limits. for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. 
Shop now at seaofmud.com. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup, a declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound, brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee, make your mornings great again. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98 or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Welcome to the next generation of warfare, psychological warfare. In modern conflict, the mind is a potent weapon. Discover General Michael T. Flynn's groundbreaking guide, The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. Unlock tactics, strategies, and the mindset to navigate this cognitive battlefield that we all find ourselves in. Equip yourself against manipulation and emerge unscathed. Unleash your potential. Order now. Welcome back to the Big Mix Show. Here we host Lance Miliaccio, George Ballantine, and our very special guest, Lieutenant Colonel Steve Murray. Boom. So... Before we get started, don't forget MyPillow.com. Go get it. He's got the best Giza sheets, top quality sheets on the market. MyPillow.com. Go to promo code THEBIGMIG and you're all set. You can't get better than that. And you got much more more products. Other thing is, we got General Flynn. His whole story, go to General Flynn forward slash the Big Mig. You get any products on there from his site. Help him out. He's, you know, he's fighting every day for us. He's in the mix. Got people going after him every day. 
But you know what? We got people like Lance, myself, Lieutenant Colonel, a lot of other Patriots backing them up, backing everybody else up. So come and get some, as I say. So we're, oh, by the way, Lance, sorry. Uh, Papa, happy birthday, 95th birthday. He's, I think, our oldest wow. big, big, big supporter here. Yeah. 95. 95. Congratulations on and that. Still going strong, Papa. Happy birthday. I should hope to see that. My mom's 91, so he's got her beat. Listen, he's dealing with four daughters. God bless him. I swear. Oof. Yeah. Woo. No, no doubt. Yeah. So let's go. China aggression. We're getting back to China. You know, China's ultimate goal is to take over Taiwan. We know they're going to do it. It's just a matter of when. And, you know, my opinion, every, a lot of people's opinions, it's going to do it while Biden is still installed as president. They're going to, because that's their only opportunity. Because once Trump gets in, they ain't going to do nothing. They know, you know, Xi Jinping ain't going to do nothing when Trump's in. They're all scared. But what's the ultimate game plan for them? They're disrupt. They're trying to disrupt our market here. Trying to trying to interfere every which way possible. Sending spies over the border. It's just constant. It's just it's a constant mess. I mean, where do we go from here, Lieutenant Colonel? With them? Well, I think everybody needs to realize that China's long game is to is to occupy the entire planet. And they want to slowly move into each region, which is what they're doing right now, and eventually just consume it with Chinese. I mean, think about it this way. There's 330 million people in the US. The Chinese can occupy every house and every building in this country without even breaking a sweat. And they their long game is to go after and take over literally every country on this planet. If you look at what they've done for the past 20 years, they took a page out of our playbook after World War II. After World War II, we literally went around the globe and, and bought and took over all the mineral rights and strategic minerals across the planet. And what's happened in the last 20 years since we've been propping up China? China's been running around buying all the mineral rights. And now they have bases in Africa. They have they have literally bought an island south southeast of Pearl Harbor. And they're building an airstrip on it, just like they're building airstrips in the South China Sea. They are literally doing Maoist marketing. They're moving into all of these, these um, areas that are not really occupied, not heavily densely po populated. And they're moving in, they're establishing both residents, bases, infrastructure, et cetera. And what they're doing in the US is they're moving military age males. And if you listen to Tucker's last interview, and I can't remember the guy's name. Um, anyway, he talks about military-age males as a weapon. China's plan's not, there's no Red Dawn uh, moment coming. That's not how they roll. They're going to slowly just saturate the country with Chinese, and they've already saturated most of the major cities. What they do is they come in, they set up chambers of commerce, they set up, set up CCP-friendly NGOs, CCP-friendly organizations, and literally start influencing all the pop, pop, you know, population and politicians within that region. They've been doing that for 10 or 15 years while we've been busy with TikTok and Instagram and everything else. What they ultimately want to do is distract us and just degrade us to the point where they just move into Taiwan through influencing versus kinetic. Because look, here's the bare truth. The bare truth is they don't have the expertise and they're not a seafaring nation. So they're not going to, you know, do this massive amphibious assault. They could probably pull it off, but their problem is the same problem the Russians have. It's uh, their Achilles heel is logistics. What, what we did in World War II is 
We set up a logistical system that the world has forever tried to emulate, and they have not been able to do it for various, various reasons, right? But they have been masters at infiltration, and they have infiltrated literally every institution in our society down to the school level, down to the elementary school level. And that should scare everybody in this country because it's not just us deporting people. We're going to have to do three very distinct things if we're not fighting them on the ground here and assume that there's every special forces unit on the planet that's our enemy in this country right now. Don't think for one second that these guys are not highly trained and sitting on caches of weapons close to our military bases, close to our critical infrastructure. So there's 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 three or four scenarios you can go down the rabbit hole up. The one I'm going to stick with is they're moving forces in to occupy regions of our country to be both sleeper cells and be kinetic operations if they move into Taiwan and we try and interdict. Then we'll see kinetic activity here on our shores. They want to disrupt us. They don't want to engage us directly. So their most likely course of action is going to be disruption here, chaos here, while they move into Taiwan, if that's if that's the way they go. I don't think they're I don't think they're going to be ready for at least two more years. I, everybody's saying that's going to happen this year. I don't think so. And it doesn't matter if Trump's in office. Look, you said something about currency that we should circle back to because currency is how they control the planet. And if you look at the economies right now, China's economy, they have a real estate bubble that's about to implode. And you're watching Europe, the US, China, Russia, you're watching them all wait out to see who's going to collapse first. And it's we're not that far away from it. If they yeah, I agree. In, if they go into an economic collapse, right? All bets are off because then it's all about it's all about desperation because remember, China's a net importer. So you, they have to import food um raw materials, et cetera. Mm -hmm. They can do all the production in the world, but unlike Russia that can that can dig it out of the ground and then take it to a factory and turn it into a tank, they, they don't have that capability. So logistics mm -hmm. is their Achilles heel. I see them playing the long game and waiting us out and then doing disruptive operations while they go into Taiwan after the economy collapses. There's a lot I was, of scenarios you can play out. I was talking to a guy that's an expert in commercial projects, commercial real estate, global investments. He's with a big hedge fund out of New York. And what he told me is that the collapse in China's real estate market, the evergreen is just the tip of it, right? And in yeah. fact, what we're gonna see is a massive financial infrastructure collapse. And the problem is that the um, CCP government has doubled down. We've heard the same thing from the NFSC. They've doubled down in trying to you know, get those companies supported enough that they can make it through to meet some of these goals they've got. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what they're, obviously the plan, you can see that the accumulation of hard assets, gold and other precious metals. We know that bricks, that's their big operation, right? I think they've been probing our defenses. I think that, that weather balloon that the Biden administration allowed to pass over, uh, it wouldn't have made it 10 feet in to the country if I was in charge. I wouldn't have allowed that regardless of whether it was weather or otherwise. Because again, in my opinion, you know, tit for tat, would they have allowed our weather balloon to cruise over their military bases through the middle of China? Would they? Would China allow us to buy farmland next to military ba bases and other uh, strategic locations throughout the U.S.? The answer would be no. They would never do it. At the end of the day, I don't understand what 
is happening in the fact that our administration, oh yeah, sure, China, buy all the land you want. It's great, buy up our farmland, buy up strategic locations. So the NFSC has told us about a weather balloon operation that China has, it's very sophisticated in their military, that their balloons are equipped with EMP, biologicals, and all sorts of other hardware, and they've got a fleet, a fleet of these balloons. You and I both know that the balloons are very inexpensive. When you compare the prices for other strategic uh, kinetic weapons in the U.S. arsenal, at the end of the day, the prices aren't even close. What they can do with those balloons, my understanding is if they were going to invade Taiwan, they would use the balloons. Can you tell me, do you have any information on that or what you think their strategy would be? Let's say that it doesn't happen for two years. Let's say it happens in a year. How do you think it'll kick off? Well, I think um, the Chinese always use proxies for everything, right? If they mm -hmm. if they do any kind of cyber activity, they're going to lead with cyber. Uh, let's let's call a spade a spade, right? If you go back to um, when the Russians went into Georgia, the first thing they did was conduct a very extensive cyber attacks to take down comms, sorry, communications, to take down infrastructure, and to take down any early warning. So that's the first thing they're going to do. And the Chinese have an army of cyber warriors, army of them, mm. thousands of them. They have bodies to spare. And those. And what's interesting about this conversation is that, and I'm gonna go tangerial for a second here, so just bear with me. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the, the Chinese have a very distinct signature when they attack our networks. They basically break the door down and steal what they want to smash and grab. Mm. The Russians are very, very quiet. They, they come in, they take what they want, and they only turn the volume up on the way out to let you know they were there. The Israelis, you never know they were there. They, they basically hammer you. You don't know why you're being hammered. You have no indications of it, and you have to go ferret it out. Usually about six months after they're gone, you figure out who it was and what they were doing. The Chinese have a very distinct signature. So if they're going to go into Taiwan, you could assume they're going to lead with cyber and electronic warfare to take down all of their early warning systems, all their comm systems, all of their radar systems, and they can do it. They've been highly affected at Part of the strategy for doing this cyber warfare and all these attacks and stealing secrets is so they can take down all these networks with essentially a kill switch, reverse engineer it, and mm -hmm. they can they can turn things off remotely. You don't have to worry about destroying a radar system if you can just hit a switch on an airplane and it floods the system <clears throat> with EW and they can't they can't see you. So that's the first thing they're going to do. The second thing they're going to do is they're going to they're going to infiltrate the island, which they already have. And the, if they do an amphibious assault, it's a one trick pony. So they're going to have to pull it off when we're completely distracted or we're we're uh, in an economic collapse. That's that's how I see it kicking off. Now, let's talk about the balloons specifically, because when hmm. you talk about um, intelligence, surveillance, reconnaissance, ISR assets, when you talk about those assets, you're talking about a very limited capability on that specific platform, right? And the bigger question that we're not asking that people should be thinking about is why are they using balloons? Why aren't they using space-based systems to do this? Because you can park a satellite in a low Earth orbit or high Earth orbit and do a lot of different things with it, but they're relying on balloons because they're cheaper or is it because they need to be closer to the ground? So if you're going to do some kind of a you know, and everybody talks about EMP. So let's, let's address that before we talk about the rest of the ISR. EMP events, it's, it's like a satellite. You have a footprint that it can, basically it can touch. And you have to have a lot of energy to be able to fry electronics, right? 
And for that for that to be successful, they'd have to fly dozens of them over at the same time to hit spe specific strategic targets and take those out. If they're going to do that, I don't see them doing that with balloons. I see them doing that with aircraft because aircraft can be pinpoint on a specific target, whereas a balloon, you're you're relying on weather patterns, altitude, mm -hmm. a lot of different pieces in that, right? But balloons are very effective at capturing electronic signals, capturing radio, capturing you know any kind of signals intelligence. Great for that because you can relay it up to a satellite right back down to China. That's where I see them using balloons. I don't see them using balloons to do an EMP. It's there's there's too mm -hmm. many variables there that can cause a miss or a near miss or a complete miss that would that would drive their operations off course. And what what they're really going to need to do is synchronize all those attacks so that all of that happens in a short period of time and then kick off some kind of attack. I don't see them being able to do that right away. It's interesting you said that because the, the, I, I've been there's some research that I've been looking at, some people came to me with, and it's about how the Taiwanese are doubling down on drone uh, drone guns, obviously drone weapons to obviously uh, use on drones and UAVs to disrupt the communication signal. The Taiwanese appear to be, at least the military and government, because they seem to be doubling down on that uh, technology, trying to increase range. Whatever information they've got, they believe that there's going to be a lot of uh, drones and UAVs involved. Any thoughts on that? Well, they have a drone carrier. The Chinese have developed a drone carrier that can carry weaponized drones. So. Look, if you look at the, the the situation in Ukraine and the amount of drone warfare that's con been conducted, it's basically changed the battlefield. Go back to World War II again, because there's a lot of parallels in World War II. What was the what was the capital ship when we started World War II? The battleship. It was already obsolete. I mean, carrier warfare literally dominated the Pacific and the Atlantic. The entire war, battleships were just basically shore, bombar shore bombardment, rented Yeah, And they were obsolete by the time we started the war, yet we still invested in that technology. Drones have done the same thing with armor, with artillery. You know, we used to have these big mechanized, what they're called E-brigades, these enhanced brigades with Bradleys and M1s and, and M9, M198 Paladins, and we had all this heavy artillery. All that stuff's heavy, takes time to move it. You could move a ship of drones and destroy an entire airfield with $20 drones and C4 strapped to the bottom of them. So, yeah, it's China's, crazy. China's invested heavily in that, but here's the danger in this. It brings us back to AI. Autonomous drones that can operate without any kind of control is the most dangerous piece on the battlefield right now because we don't really have a counter for it. And you can't jam that signal. You have to either hit it with a direct weapon, or you have to confuse it with some kind of a some uh, some kind of a signal that would confuse its logic. But that's that's where the Chinese have invested heavily is autonomous drones, and they have autonomous drones that can take off and land back on this ship. And guess what? If they attack Taiwan with a coordinated strike and it go, I think it was a Gerald, uh, it was a one of the. Uh, um, like London's Fallen movie, where they used a drone attack against the president. Yeah, That's yeah, a, I saw that. It was a multi. It was a multi-state. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it's a perfect example of how they would use drones and deploy drones. Like that, to me, makes a lot more sense to strap EMP generators, to strap mm. um, specific payloads onto a drone, and then fly multiple drones into a specific AO. You can do tons of damage remotely, and you don't even have to 
talk to it. Just program it, let it go. It's a what, cruise missile. What about like laser weapons to use and eliminate those uh, autonomous drones? Well, look at the phalanx on a ship, right? We've been firing missiles at, at uh, some of the bigger drones. It's a million dollars a shot. It's, it's the same problem we have with the phalanx on a ship. You overload the, the phalanx with 14 or 15 or 100 drones, and guess what? Your, your laser goes stupid. So we'd have to have thousands of lasers down there or you know, some kind of a target yeah. acquisition system that would be able to oscillate and fire, the, fire multiple uh, lasers at the same time to take down all these targets. There's That's a lot the of benefit of drone warfare. I, I got to throw this in there. There's a lot of stories that have been disseminated. They talk about Canada, Mexico, and they talk about the long-range ballistic missile systems that are actually, that the Chinese invented that are in sea containers, those launch systems. Do you believe those stories are valid, that, that some of these systems are already in place all around the U.S.? I, I, this is what I'll say about that. Knowing what I know about uh, missile technology, where we've been, and how much they've taken from us, mm -hmm. assume that there's some level of sophistication with missiles that are probably pre-staged around us, but I don't think they're as probably as accurate. The lethality is probably there, but mm -hmm. assume it's already here. That, gotcha. Just make that assumption. It's a frightening. It's a frightening. That's a frightening precedent. Right? That, that, that's information that the American people, just like you were talking about Michael Yan, and we're talking about the other people that have given us amazing information from the border. Right? We talked about Ben Berkwam and Ann Vandersteel and Oscar L. Blue, and they're on the ground. You've got. Uh, the, the Washington, D.C., you know, cabal lying to us, KGP telling us that the border is secure. Uh, just recently, they discovered 10 IEDs on an individual who was trying to infiltrate the country. We've heard stories about uh, the cartels uh, putting money into politicians that are uh, anti-gun, that are anti-2A, with the plan that they want to, you know, change, because we know the transfer of weapons has normally been north to south, right? That there's been a lot of money made, fast and furious proved that that was a real thing that happened. But what we've got now is that the art, the, some of the intel we got is that the cartel has been investing in Chinese clones uh, 3D and 4D mills like the Ghost Gunner, but they're duplicates of the Ghost Gunner, uh, and they're accumulating receivers and other materials because they hope that that's going to be another vertical of income, that they'll be able to move guns in the opposite direction, hoping that our uh, Washington, D.C., uh, you know, decides to violate our constitutional rights like they love to do and step in. What are your thoughts? you have any thoughts on that? Have you heard anything about that, about what their plan is? Well, so the, the cartels, this is an interesting conversation because the cartels are heavily influencing politics here in Arizona, right? Yeah. And there's... there's, there's we had Jacqueline Brieger and uh, John Thaler on, so just... So, okay, yeah. so you We know, know a lot, you know, but we outed that story when it first came out right after she did the, after she did the testimony in, in front of their state representatives. So assume that the... So, I look at Fontes, I look at Chris Mays, I look at Katie Hobbs, all financed by the cartels. And what's it all about? <laughs> it's all about Mesa Gateway, right? The yeah. only Republican in the southern part of the state that literally got into office was Juan Sisamani. Why was Juan Sisamani put in office? Hold on a minute, uh, Steve. Can you explain to the, the audience about, I know what the Mesa Gateway is. When George and I were talking about before. Can you explain to them what it is, this, this, this foreign yeah. free trade zone? Yeah, so they've... The, under Doug Ducey, it was actually started before Doug Ducey. They created this uh, port of entry 
Then they use the, the old Mesa uh, airport, they call it Mesa Gateway. It's basically a port of entry where, unlike a normal customs entry point where U.S. Customs inspects all of the packages that come in, they're relying on the Mexican side to do the inspection before it comes in. And literally it comes in and it's cleared and it's taken away. It's, it is, and there's one in Texas, there's one in Arizona, there's one in New Mexico. This, this whole line, again, when I talked about multiple line of operation, this is another example of a line of operation that's been going on that most people don't realize is actually happening in front of the Mesa Gateway is a major point of entry for drugs, for weapons, for, um, human trafficking, you name it. And I, I'll disagree with you on this. The number one cash and carry business on this planet is child trafficking. Bar none, number one yeah. cash and carry. They are not going to usurp that with, you know, importing guns into this into this country. And one thing I will say about that is if, and I don't care which politician tries to do this, if they're going to go after the Second Amendment civil war, because that will be the catalyst that the American people start going after politicians. I guarantee it. I hear that literally every single day. You were talking about comments. You were, you know, you were um, stalking my comments on, on Rumble. Yes. That's the one thing I get in PM messages, in emails, is when they go after the Second Amendment, I'm going after politicians. Because then people realize there's nothing left to lose, right? And I so. believe the recent bill they're trying to pass, they know that. They're aware of it. There, 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 was, a, there was a poll not done about, about four months ago, an independent poll. They were just polling some military. Supposedly 83% of the current military forces in a civil war between the United States government and the people would side with the American people. I believe that's why they've got that new militia law. I can't think of the number right now where they want to make it. Yeah, any kind of militia operations and groups that are getting together and shooting together is all going to become a federal statutory crime. It's another government overreach. I, you know, what's incredible what you just said, and I want to quantify this for the audience. Lance, just so you, let me just tell you, it's um, S3589. Yeah, that's it. S3589, a horrendous piece of, of bullshit legislation by a bunch of corrupt D.C., uh, you know, uh, uh, underhanded politicians. Window I don't want to call them politicians. They definitely aren't we the people. But look, what Steve just told you guys, imagine a foreign country approving every load of goods that are coming into our country. Now, in the Mesa Gateway, there's a building called Building 109. It's, I think, 250,000 square feet that they can they can separate into all these industrial sections. And I wanna say that the entire Mesa Gateway, not including the other locations you mentioned, it's 85 square miles. Now imagine Mexico, their government who is controlled by the cartels, and there are many cartels, you have to remember there's Gulf, there's Sinaloa, and many others, approving and certifying that, hey, this, this container is free and clear. There's no drugs. There's no child trafficking. There's no anything. It's good to go. And coming directly into our country. Now, you have to think about that. The people that are setting up these locations have to be completely infiltrated and corrupted by the cartels. This is incredibly dangerous, what we're describing here. You guys yeah, should be crazy. up in arms. When this is happening in your backyard in Mesa, Arizona, as an example, you should never allow this to happen. They're calling it a free foreign trade zone. But at the end of the day, that's just a bunch of bullshit. They've just labeled it in a way to make it sound appealing. Oh, it's going to create jobs and it's going to be incredible for the economy. Yeah, it's going to be incredible for the cartels. It's more billions of dollars. I mean, Joe Biden 
in the Biden administration and the Washington, D.C. congressional representatives, they are definitely employees of the year for the cartels. What they've done with the border, they've allowed them to really make billions and billions and billions of dollars in a very short window of time. And to be honest with you, with very low overhead. Steve? Lynn, hold on. Oh, George, go ahead. Yeah, so, Steve, I have a question. So, you said there's also one, um, like a Mesa Gateway in, in Texas, you said, I believe you said? All the border states, yeah. There's one in every border state. They've, they've called it different names, but it's pretty much the same thing. Do you know what and, the, the one in Texas is called? Uh, off the top of my head. And who, 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 who okayed Young that in Texas? What's that? Who okayed that? The governor? Yeah. It, Abbott's been working on it. Look, the... Let's go to Agenda 2030, because that's where these came from, right? They, the, the World Economic Forum, you want to talk about this, so might as well hit it now, because we're on it. The World Economic Forum's Agenda 2030 talks about geographic economic zones, brings us back to currency. These are part of the geographic economic zones. We have these ports of entries near these 15-minute cities. The whole point of this is that you're taking away the sovereignty of the nation and you're taking away the border protections by creating these ports of entries that are completely and, and totally unattended, for lack of a better word. And look, Ducey, Karen Fan, and all the politicians were involved in citing this up, John McCain, Kristen Sinema. What this about, is What about Wendy Rogers? Oh, Wendy Rogers, she's an opportunist. <laughs> Absolute opportunity on the money running around the country. Cheerleading. That's a money yeah. shot, Steve. That's the yeah. money shot. Yeah. Oh my god, Budget. yeah, talking about let's let's deal election reform. You know what she did? Jack squat. No, yeah. no, yeah, no, they all, no, they no. all raised Time money, out. election she integrity. Money. She took yeah. people's money. Election integrity, election She's reform, just like the just like our, our friend over at the GOP, so, you know, uh, just uh, Rona McDaniels, two hundred and fifty million or whatever, how many millions raised for election integrity, and literally she spent it on floral arrangements, private limousines, remodeling of office, new wardrobes. None of it went back into the integrity of our election system. You don't That's want a whole nother started. Lance, yeah, we're gonna we're riled up, Steve. We're riled up on this show. Okay, oh. okay so Trust now I want to say something. So to all. All everybody that's listening, especially the people in our chat, Big Big Mafia, you all need to look into the Mesa Gateway, the ones in Texas and the other border states, and start posting and hammering the governors on this. You need to bring this information out it's there. It's incredibly dangerous. So I expect it's you all to start that. doing this. Treason, man. It's treason. It is treason. I, you know, when we, when, as we're talking here, Steve, I'm like, okay, we'll just make sure that name's on the list and that name's on the list. <laughs> oh, I, we so kid about on this show. I want to be, I, even though I'm not qualified, uh, I want to be the attorney general and I want my my uh, placard on the door to be Lance the Grim Reaper Miliacho. Yeah, I want to be sec <laughs> deaf because I'm going to go in there with a baseball bat and bust heads. I love I'll it. You, I, I love walk it. down the hallway with a paint gun and a baseball bat. Yeah. What was the last project you worked on? Yeah. Bam, bam, bam you're fired. Get out of yeah. here. Pull your pants up. Cut your hair. What do you do? What yeah. would you say you do here? Oh, I would bust yeah. heads at the Pentagon. I'm, I'm watching I've got this my call thing. signs ready. I got my call signs ready. There you go. <laughs> See, this, this, is one of those, this is one of those topics, the Mesa Gateway and what they've done with the cartels here that just gets, it makes my, so, I've got to backtrack a little bit so people understand exactly yeah. why this is a pressure point. So my team and I worked with the elected officials here prior to the November 2022 election to overcome the cheat and overcome the machines. And we put a ton of effort working with all of these politicians down here. And I know that there's 
there's, you know, politicians that have done good work, politicians that have done no work, and politicians that have worked actively against election reform. So I know all the politicians here, and I have nothing good to say about any of them. And most importantly, the things that they've done here in Arizona is treason in its purest form. And I can tell you that when the reckoning happens, there's not going to be plea bargains. There's not going to be some kind of a dope deal in the back room. They're all going to Gitmo. They're all going to stand in trial. They're all going to be prosecuted. And then most of them are going to be absolutely hung because what they have given control of the border to the cartels. And Mayorkas can say what he wants, the, the circus in D.C. can say what they want, but they have given control of our borders to the cartels. And Mesa Gateway is just an extension of that to allow the trafficking of weapons, people, and drugs into this country completely unaccounted for. And every politician in Arizona was a party to it. Every single one, whether they were complicit, whether it was implicit, or whether they were just turning their head the other way, you don't get a pass anymore. You stand trial, you go to prison, and you rot. And, and Steve, let me just give you one of these because I'm on board with that. I don't believe that you can negotiate with people like this, and I don't think you can fix them. People that are willing to sell themselves like this and, and uh, jeopardize the security of this country, I don't think they deserve a second chance. There's no doubt about it. Um, listen, I want to make sure, because I know we only have so much time left. By the way, thank you. This is a great show. It's everything that I expected it would be, and I, I believe that some of the stuff we provided has been extremely beneficial for our listeners. Let's talk about impending cyber attacks on the U.S. We've heard some stories about uh, our power grid maybe getting attacked, and, and maybe you can tie in preparedness to this because we've kind of con maybe condensed it a little bit. I, you know, we've heard about our water supplies getting attacked, the potential for our power grids to get attacked, uh, infrastructure to get attacked. We see a lot of strange happenings, and I'm, I'm trying to politically uh, put that in a politically correct envelope, strange happenings like the arson and destruction of food processing plants, whether it's uh, meat processing, chickens, uh, you name it. We've seen this going on over and over and over again across the country. Give me some input on those topics and kind of condense it with giving our people some tips on preparedness. Well, it's, so we could go way down the rabbit hole, but I'm not going to. The, the bigger picture here is, the group, the the Euro, the Eurofags in in uh, Davos, and Bill Gates and that whole crew of malcontents. Let's just call them the parasitic oligarchs that are all psychopaths and sociopaths that are running the insane asylum. When you're watching the plants burn, the food plants, there. Notice how none of these food plants that are burning are Chinese owned. They're all owned by- I Chinese have Chinese. noticed that pattern. Somebody yeah, else pointed that out how to that me. works, isn't it? It's, it's crazy. It's just an interesting, you know? They're trying to control the food supply. They're trying to taint the food supply. Like we talked about a, a number of different things. We could go down a couple of different avenues, but the avenue I want to stay on, which I think everybody should pay attention to is, everybody that's listening to me right now, there's three things you can do for yourself to be prepared for any contingency. The first one is have 15 gallons of water per person for at least 15 days. That's a lot of water, but you should have 15 gallons of drinkable water for everybody in your family for at least two weeks if you can do it. Then if you can have two to you know four weeks of food stuck you know, by canned foods, by don't go buy the you know, dehydrated Bitcoin and Chinesium because you still need water to rehydrate most of that emergency food. Get wet food, like canned food. You can store meat, store meat. But 
That's the first thing you can do. The second thing is have some extra medicine on hand. A lot of people have long-term <clears throat> prescriptions and most people don't think past 90 days. You can go get more of your prescription, so you should have at least 90 days of your prescription on hand at any time as a reserve. And those three things alone will save you a lot of grief. Look, the other thing is we say be 80% prepared 100% of the time because nobody can be 100% prepared. And that means if you buy a camp stove, if you buy you know butane fuel, go use it. Break it, don't wait until, don't wait until the earthquake happens to break out your camp stove and try to figure out how to cook your dinner. Go use it and get used to using that equipment. Use your equipment, use your, it's just like your firearm. Use your firearm, go out and shoot. Have extra ammo on hand, have some gold and silver, have some extra cash on hand. Look, nobody can have everything, right? Because you, and I know people that have like 20, 30,000 rounds of ammo. You can't carry all that shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> that shit's heavy, but you can't carry that. So be reasonable about what you can do and what you can store. But the point is at least have water and some food on hand for at least a couple of days. That, that will be the most beneficial thing you can do. Now, let's talk about cyber attacks. Cyber attacks have been going on. They go on daily, right? What we've seen in, in, in my neck of the woods is a lot of ransomware attacks over the last two to three years. And those are only going to ramp up. But if there's a mini major contingency, which they're trying to set up this wag the dog scenario with Iran right now, so that we have this conflict with Iran, it's, that's all bullshit. And it's bullshit because they're not hitting strategic targets. They're not going after anything critical in Iran. And most importantly, they're coordinating with Iran before they do their strike. So what does that tell you? It tells you that they're coordinating all this. So if there is a cyber attack on our on our soil, it's gonna be by our own government. And they're gonna do it and take down critical infrastructure probably for a couple of weeks and magically take social media offline. So you should have a radio on hand so you can listen to the radio. If you have shortwave radios, GMRS, UHF, VHF, whatever radio you have you should have radios to communicate but here's the most important thing you can do put down your phone go make human connections in your community and figure out who's in your neighborhood figure out who belongs there who doesn't belong there when they're out when they're not out who should be wandering around who shouldn't be wandering around those things are going to benefit you we are going to see a cyber attack probably before the election. We are not getting to the election. I don't care what anybody says, we're not getting there. Why? Because they can't pull off the cheat like they did in 2020, because this time it will be civil war. So they're going to use cyber attacks or some kind of other some kind of other contingency, and they're going to bring down comps. I imagine it's going to be down for two weeks because they can't look. The problem with all these scenarios is they don't want to destroy all the infrastructure. They want to be able to, to continue operations because what do they rely on to control and set up the social scoring system and their control grid? They got to have electricity. They got to have technology to do it. They've built all these surveillance systems, right? So if we see a cyber attack, it's going to be limited, probably geographic, probably within specific regions, and it'll be short term. I don't see this, this massive EMP strike taking out all of our electronics. They don't want to burn down the infrastructure. They want to displace us over time, so that's that's the short the short answer for that. I know it's a long. I answer. mean, all right. Even even if they did that, disrupt our elections, and we don't have an election, they still want to keep Biden. It's still going to be the outcome. Still going to be yeah. It's still going to be the same. So, 
I think their playbook has always had multiple channels, disease X, cyber attack. At the end of the day, there's always going to be multiple channel because they're always lose. Like you just said a minute ago, that the cheating systems that were in place to our election system, everybody at this point is pretty well aware that the machines are the major problem. Is that going to change? Who knows? If you don't take the machines out, the Democrats and the, and the rescan ballots and the bad voter rolls, th there's so many different areas, right? So I think they've got to create some other redirection like we talked about these side up campaigns I listen we're out of time that. okay go ahead steve i'm sorry finish up I, I think it's bigger than that man i think that if they're going to hit us with something they're going to hit it with all of it assume they've had two to three years ahead of us to plan this stuff out yeah. and figure out and war game out their scenarios right they've yeah. probably got four or five to select but here's the piece they're missing in every one of these scenarios they have to be able to instill fear and drive emotion into the population so they'll buy into the narrative that you're trying to spin if, if, if you hear me say anything tonight, hear this. Cut the emotion out of whatever you see in social media, on TV, or here on the radio, and you will never, ever again fall under manipulation by the elite or by the intelligence agencies. That's that the is, best thing that you could do for yourself. That is amazing advice because a lot of people are concerned about things like Project Blue Beam to create that kind of fear through a false story of, you know, looking this some technology like that. But what you just said is spot on. You have to get away from the fear and you have to get to the facts. Yeah. Steve, we gotta have you back on the show, man. Definitely. There's a lot there's a lot more that I wanted to cover with you, but we got in deep on a couple of them. We have a limited amount of time. Hopefully you're 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 good with the format and you'll come back. Don't oh, go anywhere. Cool. We want you to stay backstage. George, do you want to take us out? No, you take us out, Lance, so I can make sure this All right, listen, guys, we really want to tell you thanks for tuning in tonight. Hopefully you appreciate the information. If you did, thumbs up, comment, like, share. Don't forget if you can afford to do a paid subscription on Rumble or on Locals. Of course, we always appreciate that. Rumble Rants Tips, they always go back into the show. We're always doing that. As you guys know, we're now on 40 different audio podcasts. If you missed the show, you want to listen to The Signal, we're doing that. You know we're in 20 different languages. You can find us hopefully all over the place. The Big MIG wants to be in your face. It doesn't matter what platform you're on. Now on X. Steve, how do people find you? Let's do that really quickly. How do they find your show? How do they find your social media? Go. I am very easy to find. Just go into Google and search for Lieutenant Colonel LTC Stephen Murray. And you will see me on Rumble. I'm on Telegram, all under the same name. I'm super easy to find. Okay. So get over there, follow him. It's a great show. I highly recommend it. I'm happy that somebody tipped us off on it. That was actually Rich Asparza. Don't forget to follow nice him on the system. platform. So on X, it's G Ballantine, The Big Mig Show, Lance Miliacho. On True Social, Gab, Getter, Link, Diane, you can find Lance Miliacho, George Ballantine. He gets the extra character. No racism on the Italian long name on the other platforms. The Big Mig, of course, you can find us there. And if you guys want to get the inside track, get over and join our community on X. You can find it on the profile for The Big Mig Show. That community gets the early tips on interviews and what we have upcoming. We got some stacked interviews, you guys, so pay attention. Wednesday. Thank you, seaofmud.com. Thank you, beardvet.com. Com and thank you, ideaordie.com. We appreciate the sponsorship, and we appreciate our private supporters. Uh, man, God, country, family, tip of the spear, edge of the knife. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Come back to our next episode. You guys are going to want to see us on Wednesday. Peace out. Love you all.
up for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup, a declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound. Brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee. Make your mornings great again. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know MyPillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Welcome to the next generation of warfare, psychological warfare. In modern conflict, the mind is a potent weapon. Discover General Michael T. Flynn's groundbreaking guide, The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. Unlock tactics, strategies, and the mindset to navigate this cognitive battlefield that we all find ourselves in. Equip yourself against manipulation and emerge unscathed. Unleash your potential. Order now. <laughs> 